This is Roberta Foster, and welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO, 91.7 FM, The Word. And today I welcome Curtis Solomon to Author's Corner. He has written, I Have PTSD, Reorienting After Trauma which is published by New Growth Press. And he'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. I want to tell you just a little bit about the series of this book. Um, the I Have PTSD is part of the Ask the Christian Counselor series that is published by New Growth Press. Uh, and this series walks readers through uh, very deep and profound questions, bringing gospel hope and healing to the problems that they're facing. And um, now Curtis Solomon currently serves as the executive director of the Biblical Counseling Coalition and program coordinator for biblical counseling at Boyce College. And he's a certified biblical counselor and co-founder of Solomon Soul Care. He's also a veteran of the United States Air Force and serves on the advisory board of two ministries dedicated to helping our nation's military community. So first of all, Curtis, thank you for your service and welcome to Author's Corner. Well, Roberta, thanks so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here and uh, my pleasure to serve in our nation's military as well as in the Kingdom of Christ. Amen. Two great opportunities of service. Amen. Okay, so um, PTSD is a phrase uh, that we have heard a lot about, Um, but I think most of the time, uh, when I hear it anyway, I associate it with military combat. But you're telling Mm -hmm. us in your book that trauma can come from a variety of different experiences. So what other type of situations might um, people be experiencing such serious trauma? Yeah, one of the big things I want people to understand is that PTSD is not a military issue or even a first responder issue. A lot of people recognize that police, firefighters, EMTs, Mm -hmm. others see traumatic things on a regular basis. Uh, But the reality is that every human being uh, has the potential to run across a potentially traumatic event. And that is typically defined as something that is life-threatening or uh, life-altering, like what might affect life, limb, or sexual integrity. Um, And that's those types of events that mar somebody's physical person, uh, but also their soul for some time after. And uh, I don't argue uh, as much in my book, but we really do see this as a common human experience that existed all the way back through, you know, if you think about Adam and Eve, Mm. the very first family had one brother murder another brother. Mm -hmm. Um, So other types of events might include natural disasters, assaults, car accidents, other things like that. Mm. In my book, I use three different examples. One is a a military veteran who's experienced combat trauma. One is a a gentleman who was in a car accident. And another is a young lady who watched one of her uh, siblings killed in a freak accident. So Mm. all all of those types of things are things that can lead somebody to uh, wrestle with post-traumatic stress. Mm. Well, in your book, you use the word disorient and as a way of explaining what trauma does to us. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, trauma really impacts the whole person. You see that there's physiological impacts as well as soul impacts, relational impacts. And and when somebody goes through something that is traumatic, you just feel disoriented. Like you're not really sure Mm -hmm. which way is up, what is right, what is wrong sometimes. 
uh, life seems confusing, everything seems different and changed, uh, and you almost feel lost. And so I really wanted to, I like using that terminology uh, because it helps people understand that if you've gotten lost or disoriented, you can be reoriented mm-hmm. back to um, not just where you were before, I believe because of what the Bible says about sanctification and our growth and the God's work in our lives, we don't just return to what we were before, but mm-hmm. we are actually transformed mm-hmm. and made more like Christ and made better, even through difficulty like trauma. And so in your uh, ministry and in, in working with people, do you lead them to the true source of, of overcoming and being reoriented through Jesus Christ in uh, most of uh, the people that you work with? Yeah, as a biblical counselor, I'm free and uh, have the privilege of always pointing people to Christ okay. using God's Word in uh, in our counseling sessions. I make it a point up front to let people know that's what they're going to be receiving. We're going to open up Scripture in almost every single one of our sessions, and I'm going to be pointing to solutions from God's Word Great. and ultimately from Christ, uh, pointing them to Christ because He is their Savior. He's the one who's overcome their greatest uh, need and difficulty of conquering sin and death. And he's the perfect example of humanity. And so we always want to be looking to him to see what what should our life look like as we move and grow and become more like him. Because we are created in God's image uh, to glorify God by showing his likeness to the world. And Jesus is the perfect example, uh, perfect paradigm and template of his, of his likeness. And we are meant to grow to be like him. And that's what my goal is in my life, but also in my counseling, is to help the counselees uh, come to that understanding, but also to manifest that reality. Fantastic. Uh, that's always very encouraging. Um, not something that we hear enough about in in the world's perspective on handling trauma. So that's wonderful. Um, well, one of the th- questions that uh, is provided in the materials is says, looking at the life of Jesus and how he handled himself, how does that provide hope and perspective for the traumatic events that people have faced? And as I read that question, I'm like, you know, Jesus saw a lot of trauma in his life, didn't he? And and um, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. how does how did his example of how he handled it help you to help others? Well, I think helping people, first of all, just understand that Jesus did suffer. You know, some people, uh, especially unchurched or people who maybe have a fairly uh, limited amount of biblical knowledge, mm-hmm. have very misunderstood perceptions of Jesus. Mm-hmm. They might think that he's this guy in a white robe who floats across the earth with his hands <laughs> held up with two fingers in the air, right? They just right. have a misunderstanding of what Jesus' life was like. But when you go into his life and realize like his his family had to flee and live as refugees in a mm-hmm. foreign land because uh, the, the authorities in the, his hometown were trying to kill him. Yeah. Uh, and then you have his... Just we don't see all of the details of his life played out, but he was living in a in a country that was occupied by a foreign invading enemy. Uh, those soldiers often would do horrific things to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see him lose his cousin to false imprisonment and then beheading, uh, and we see him ultimately go through the worst trauma that was ever inflicted on a human being: the uh, the crucifixion. Right, mm-hmm. uh, and not only that, uh, that he go through one of the most horrific forms of execution we've ever devised 
He has the weight of the sin of the world and the wrath of God poured out on him. So helping people understand that they're not alone. Their God is not aloof and distant and far from or unfamiliar with their suffering, but he's deeply and intimately acquainted Mm. with real suffering. Uh, Jesus is a man of sorrows and acquainted with much grief, is what Isaiah tells us. And so knowing that they have a compassionate Savior who understands them, really manifesting mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter 4, that he uh, sympathizes with their weaknesses. But then also as, a, as an example of how to respond to suffering well, right? many of us, almost all of us, compound the difficulty of our suffering by responding in, in sinful or unhelpful ways. But Jesus shows us an example of somebody who continually runs to the Father mm-hmm. uh, in, in the midst of his suffering, after he goes through suffering. He just constantly finds peace and joy uh, in fellowship with God the Father. Uh, First Peter tells us he kept entrusting himself to the Father who, who hears and judges righteously. And that's really what we should do, right? The, the Psalms over a hundred different times use words to describe God as our refuge, mm-hmm. our stronghold, a, mm-hmm. a shelter, a place that we should go in the midst of storms. Uh, and Jesus lays out a great example for us of how to do that and that God is where we need to turn in the midst of suffering, not inward to ourselves, Amen. Uh, not just to the comfort of other people, not to drugs, alcohol, or other things like that that, that give us a passing moment of pleasure, mm-hmm. but really finding the peace that surpasses all understanding uh, in our connection and our love and our relationship with our Heavenly Father. Mm. Well, we're going to talk more with Curtis Solomon about his book, I Have PTSD, Reorienting After Trauma, published by New Growth Press. And you're listening to Author's Corner. I'm Roberta Foster. Well, one of the things you write about in your book is that even though two people may experience the same trauma, uh, they go through the same traumatic experience, they still handle it differently. Tell us why that is and, and how you help people deal with it differently. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, honestly, when you step into the literature and research on PTSD, that's the billion or trillion dollar question is why Uh, can two people look at the same, go through the exact same experience and be very uh, differently affected? And and we don't know all the reasons. There are lots of um, different factors that play into why one person will respond one way and one person will respond a different way. This is not in the book, but it goes a little bit deeper into it. There are different factors, whether we call pre-traumatic, peri-traumatic, and post-traumatic factors. What are the factors that existed before they went through suffering? You know, their their previous experiences of suffering, uh, their beliefs about God themselves, the world, can actually impact how they respond to suffering. What are their expectations about suffering in life? That can that can have a massive effect. Then peri-traumatic factors are those those things that were going on around the incident of trauma, uh, if, there, if it was an attack, the, if the person was somebody close to them, that's going to impact them differently than if it was a stranger. Um, that's just one factor. And then post-traumatic factors are how did they respond? Did they get good support and encouragement mm-hmm. from their community or were they alone and isolated? Did they run to alcohol and drugs or something else? All of those things, it's, it's this complex inner working relationship between all those things that might influence how one person responds versus another. And then there's probably a lot of other factors that we don't really know about. But the main, the main, one of the big things that I help try to help people understand is that when you look at a lot of those factors, 
there's a power that comes through the fact that post-traumatic stress is largely, uh, there is an interpretive element to it. Um, like I said, if somebody attacks me and that, that person was close to me versus a total stranger, I'm interpreting the event differently because of my relationship with that person. I had expectations that my parent or my coach should be a protector. Mm-hmm. And when those uh, expectations failed, that impacts me in a different way than if a stranger attacked me because I had no expectation. Mm-hmm. What's, what's powerful about that is that enables us to be able to go into our experiences and reinterpret them through the lens of Scripture and try to understand the events, the people involved, myself, God, all of those things. In a way, uh, our goal is to see all those things in the way that God would see them and understand them, uh, not just how we've interpreted them. So in the book, I, I try to help people walk through what was their interpretation of their, uh, what I call a past interpretation of their past, mm-hmm. like when the event happened. What were they thinking about themselves, God, others, their circumstances? Uh, then there's a present past where right now, as they look back and think about God themselves, their circumstances, and others, how are they interpreting? What were they thinking, feeling, wanting, uh, related to those situations? And then as we work through uh, understanding all of those realities uh, through a biblical perspective, we move them to reorient their perspective and their interpretation around what God would say about themselves, God, others, and their circumstances. Mm. And the goal is that our hearts would be in alignment with, with God and His Word so that we yes. know what is true and right, like we think God's thoughts after Him, we want what is good, and we feel what is appropriate for the context. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of sin, suffering, and trauma, we, we often don't do those things. But if we can move our hearts into alignment with what God's heart is, that's going to help us uh, grow, uh, get over the trauma in a sense. Not get over it, but grow through it, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. Um, and become more like Christ through that process. Amen. I am talking today with Curtis Solomon. He's written the book, I Have PTSD, Reorienting After Trauma. So, Curtis, tell our listeners how people can find out more about this book and if you have any resources, if they're in need of finding a biblical counselor, how they can do that. Yeah, well, you can find the book at almost any bookseller out there. Obviously, New Growth Press website is a great place to go, but you can find it at Amazon or any, any bookseller. If you're looking for counseling, um, I encourage you to check out the website of the Biblical Counseling Coalition. It's biblicalcounselingcoalition.org or biblicalcc.org. And then at the top, you should find a button that says Find a Counselor. Uh, and that's going to take you to a, a map of Biblical Counseling Coalition partners as well as links to other biblical counseling organizations that have similar maps linking to their counselors there as well. So one more time, the book today is I Have PTSD, Reorienting After Trauma, written by Curtis Solomon. And we do thank New Growth Press for providing a copy of the book. And Curtis, thank you so much for being with us today. Roberta, thanks so much for having me. It was a real pleasure. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you missed any part of today's interview or would like to hear it again, you can find it on your favorite podcast platform or through KNEO.org. I'm Roberta Foster on the Author's Corner. Join me again next time.
God's Word speaks truth. God's Word speaks life. And God's Word speaks to us today. Hi, I'm Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. Each week we explore God's Word together on In the Shadow of Your Wings, a radio broadcast on KNEO. Tune in each Saturday at 6.45 p.m. to hear the show. And if you ever miss it, you can always view the archive online at kneo.org. We also have the program available as a podcast as well, so you can listen anytime, anywhere. It's available from Sky High Podcast Network. I invite you to check out the show and learn more about our incredible God and how He cares for you. You can trust Him. You can depend on Him, and you can rest in the shadow of His wings. 